Um, do you think it would have been a bit of a surprise to find out that Jesus was picking laborers to take on the Roman Empire? Just think about that for a second. Just uh, the monumental thing that was ahead of them, that in less than 200 years, the empire would, would sort of come to the cross. And uh, with the, the coming into emperorship of uh, Constantine, he, he basically threw up his hands and said, I give up. And uh, now, think about the, uh, the 12, because we're going to spend some time today meditating upon the, the, the great sacrifice that these... Now, I want to just uh, go over something with you. Look, look at Matthew chapter 10. It's amazing that Jesus actually got any takers at the end of this chapter. Matthew chapter 10, the story of the 12 apostles. And he called to him the 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. The names of the 12 apostles, we're going to pause a little bit to think about these men, Was are these. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot. Did you ever think about that cat? You know what, what a zealot is? He's basically a nationalist, a Jewish nationalist. We're looking for a violent overthrow of the powers that be. So imagine what it was like to have that cat in there. Uh, I want to share a little story with you because I think it's, it's pretty amazing that Jesus had enough, uh, I, I, you know, he was a, you know, Simon was a man with an invaluable attachment to liberty. And he acknowledged God as his only ruler and Lord. No threat of death to either him or his relations or his friends would make him call any man Lord. His party was known for their belief in violent resistance to Rome. And it's easy to understand how a passion to serve only one master would lead a man to wish to overthrow any usurpers of that authority. He longed for the Jewish kingdom to come and free them from their illegitimate occupation. 
He believed it would come from a sword. But the end of just, just think about this. Simon, by tradition anywhere, spent his post-Jesus days not fighting for a Jewish kingdom, but spreading the gospel to Africa and ultimately accepting a martyr's death beside Jude in 65 AD. How did the zealot go from a Jewish nationalist revolutionary to laying down peace in a foreign land. Just think about that. What a problem that would have been for him. Now, we're going to go through, through and take a minute or two just to reflect on each of the apostles. Simon called Peter was likely martyred about 66 AD during a persecution under the Emperor Nero. And uh, what got under his his saddle that he he felt he had to you know there were there were already plots afoot to assassinate Nero and he needed a diversion and so what he what he you know what he used as his diversion the fire in Rome and he he blamed Peter and Paul, and okay, so we're going to show, look at this, uh, if you can show slide 54, Mike. Okay, we, we looked at this once already, but I just want to take a moment. When you think about the price that these men paid for the sake of the gospel going forth and, and what it meant, and uh, he didn't feel worthy to die in the same manner as Jesus, which inspired Caravaggio's amazing painting of Peter's crucifixion. Now, if you show me Mike's slide 58, Andrew was Peter's brother, and he went to the land you, would you like to know where he took the gospel? He went, it was called the land of the man-eaters. He was the first to bring the gospel to the Soviet Union. <laughs> they called him the, the land of the man-eaters. He also preached in Asia Minor where he is said to have been crucified. Now, go... Uh, I want you to be at slide 58. Okay, go back to, to this is Andrew. This is a, a painting from the Middle Ages of, uh, of look at look at how emaciated he is. He, you know you, you know the, 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 the legend was that he was... Um, He was scourged and uh, deprived of food and starved to death and then was <coughs> crucified. Now, we want to talk about, meditate on Thomas. Thomas was the most 
was most active in the area east of Syria, where the ancient Marthoma Christians revered him as their founder. They claimed that he died there when pierced through with the spears of four soldiers. Can you go to, I think that's slide 58. All right, so, so here's Rubens, you know, honoring. Okay, so there's um, Thomas being pierced through by four swords, by four spears. Philip had a powerful ministry in Carthage in North Africa. And recently, like not that long ago, in July of 2011, the, the tomb of Philip was discovered in Hierapolis. And there's very good evidence that it really was his tomb. He is alleged to have successfully and evangelized the wife of the Roman proconsul, and in retaliation, the proconsul had Philip arrested and cruelly put to death. Matthew, a tax collector and a writer of the gospel, ministered in Persia and Ethiopia. Some of the oldest reports say he was not martyred. Others say he was stabbed to death in Ethiopia. So do you have that, the martyrdom of, of uh, Matthew? Now all the, uh, you know, you'd have to be something of an expert on the painting. It's Caravaggio to know what all the significance of the, the, the various characters in the, in the scene. This is Matthew on the ground. And uh, it's, it's, it's worth our time to consider these things. James the, uh, Bartholomew had widespread missionary travels attributed to India with, with Thomas back to Armenia and also to Ethiopia and Southern Arabia. There are various accounts of how he met his death as a martyr for the gospel. James, the son of Alphaeus, at least three Jameses are referred to in the New Testament. The Jewish historian Josephus reported that he was stoned and then clubbed to death. So just, again, think the price these guys were paying for the gospel. Simon the Zealot ministered in Persia and was killed after refusing to sacrifice to their, the Persian sun god. And he helped spread the gospel to Africa. Mattathias, chosen to replace Judas, Tradition sends him to Syria with Andrew and to death by burning. Now, of, of, the, of the 12, only John is said to have died a natural death. 
He was the leader of the church. And just imagine you're in a church where the beloved disciple is your pastor. That's in the church in Ephesus. And, it's, and he said to have taken care of Mary, the mother of Jesus, in his home. During the persecution of Domitian in the middle 90s, he was exiled to the island of Patmos. And uh, an early Latin tradition has him escaping unhurt after being cast into a boiling pot of boiling oil. And he, it, apparently it didn't hurt him. That's, that's an old tradition. It's been around for a long time. He was exiled to the island of Patmos, and there he is credited with the last book of the New Testament, the book of Revelation. It's worth remembering the apostles and for us to take our time to just take a deep breath and look at these remarkable paintings and there is no advance of the gospel without sacrifice. Hasn't that been Leland Estes? Can you tell us anything about sacrifice? What can you tell us? Yes. Uh, I can tell you that honestly, there's no maturation without sacrifice. Uh, that uh, oftentimes the sacrifice seems the worst is the one that's the best for you. Say that again. And what has uh, that little fella in your arms taught you about sacrifice? You know what's funny, man? Uh, it's less about sacrifice and it's fulfillment. Um, I guess, I mean, yeah, there are things that I've had to sacrifice that I really love. You know, I'm not playing music like I was. Uh, you know, I'm not doing a lot of the social things that I was doing before. And I feel those and that sacrifice. But the, the amount that he returns, the space that he takes up in my heart, um, really overwhelms the sacrifice. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Tell me what this little lad has done in your life. Tell us the mystery. Well, you know what? Uh, step one, a big part of, and, and you know, and it, it 
it's not to not to say that having a baby fixes things or getting married fixes things, but I think God knows the antidote to whatever it is that ails you. And if you'll embrace it, then it can be a cure. And the first big component in that is was care. And in some ways, an even bigger component of that has been Aaron, where Hallelujah. And, you know, I, I, I guess this is getting a little far afield, but we're small enough group that I guess we can rip a little bit. I was sitting here thinking, you're talking about not being in a church where, you know, the beloved disciple was your pastor. And uh, I know we missed that one by a couple thousand years ago, right? <laughs> but you're our pastor, and you've been our pastor for a long time, and I'm sitting here with my son. And being a dad has been way more successful than I ever thought it was going to be. I was afraid that I completely failed even, you know, six months in. And instead, it's been great. And I thought to myself, you know what? I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for all the years of dedicated pastoring that you've done. And not only am I Thank you, brother. It's very sweet of you to say. All right, let's prepare ourselves for the table of the Lord. Because this